0: This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am as always your host, Jonathan Dunn. I'm feeling a lot better this week. Um, Thanks for all the lovely well wishes and I'm sorry about last week's show. If it wasn't the best, uh, I wasn't feeling so good and my voice was... uh, was very scratchy and um, still not 100% better. I've still got a bit of a chest infection and a cough, but I'm, I'm doing a lot better. And I w- wanted to talk to you today about a very serious subject. Uh, and I think today's the right time to do it. I want to talk to you today about what people might think is controversial. It will, it gets an awful lot of topics, but and it gets an awful lot of talk, but I always feel it's done at the wrong time. At the wrong opportunity and in the wrong way. Today's show is mainly going to be about guns and about gun control. And just breaking down the whole issue of guns and freedom and answering some of the myths, um, some of the comments, some of the feedback out there, some of the spin you hear in the mainstream media and just breaking it down to its core. Because I think the gun debate is very important. But I have to be honest. I don't see it being done on either side very well. And I want to break it down to its core. But before we get to the, the point of actually discussing guns. There's something I want to discuss that I think is so much more important. The reason I've held off in this show. I've I've wanted to speak about guns for... And I've written about them and spoken about them in the past. But I wanted to do a whole show on guns and gun control. But every time I've wanted to do it, something has happened that has stopped it. And I've always felt it's in an a, not an appropriate time to do a show. And the reason I've always felt it was never appropriate at certain times that I've wanted to do it in the past was because there was always the lingering of a tragedy going on. And I think the most important thing is, when you see a tragedy of a mass shooting, or any type of tragedy, that we just forget about the politics. I don't care whether you're a Republican or Democrat. I don't care whether you're for guns or against guns. My heart always just wants to weep with the people. Just comfort them. Comfort their loved ones, their friends, the family, the community that's left behind. Pray with them. When I see a mass shooting, I don't start of think, "Yeah, you know what? I, I'm really sad for the family." But you know what? We just need to control guns. Or on the other side, this is why you need this is why you need the Second Amendment. This is why it's so important. I wish we could get to a point where we actually saw humans as humans. And not as an opportunity for political point scoring on either side. I wish we had time in this world today to grieve. There will be a time to examine everything. The media doesn't go anywhere. Social media doesn't go anywhere. Radio doesn't go anywhere. I just wish we could get to a point where we could grieve for a period of time. And then when all the dust settles and all the chips are clear they've fallen where they'll fall, that we could discuss it and have a good, open and honest debate about it. And that's why I've left this show till today. I think sufficient time has passed from the Oregon events. Truly horrific events. And the prayers have to be with all the the family, the friends, the community. It was a horrific attack. But last week or a couple of weeks ago was not the time to do that show. Now on to the actual topic of gun control. You know, it's, it's funny. In one little part of me actually wants to give the liberals, progressives, utopian status a small bit of credit. Because on this issue at least, they're actually upfront and honest with what they want. They don't hide it in spin. It's called gun control. It's in their little catchphrase title. It's control. It's not like abortion where it's wrapped up in a woman's right to choose or you know it's it's uh, con- conception care, it's it's not preventative, it's not you know spun in a positive way. This is it is about control. They put it out there. I think it's very important we take a step back and understand the real agenda that's behind gun control. Because I don't think, with the greatest respect, and I understand the argument and the temptation to go to the Constitution and the Second Amendment and God given rights. I fully support that. But I think we need to take a step back and understand the argument. This is not an argument about guns, this is not an argument about government. This, like so many other arguments today, I feel needs to be brought right back to the core. To its founding. And the simple question that will define you, and define liberals and progressives and statists, is, how do you see an individual? How do you see... An individual, a person. Do you see that person as an independent, responsible adult, human being, individual? Or do you see that person as someone who has to be dependent on others? Do you see that person as someone who, by choice or by force, should be relying on someone else to survive? that should be relying and be dependent on someone to help them through daily life. That's the core of this issue and so much of what I'll use American terms, I call them utopian statists, you guys call them liberals, progressives, democrats. Whichever term you want to use, you can all use, they're all apt. They all want and see people to be independent. Now, the politicians, and I think this is another thing we need to do, we need to differentiate the liberal, progressive, leftist politicians to the people. The politicians do it because they want you dependent on them. Others might, might just do it. The people might just be dependent because they don't see another option. They don't see another way. I believe in my heart of hearts, the way we should live is independent. I will do everything in my power, at every opportunity, to empower someone. Now I hate to go all biblically on you, but if you want to boil it down to a biblical principle, it's very simple. Which would you rather be? Would you rather give a man a fish, or would you rather teach that man how to fish? That's the argument that we're dealing with. The left-right, liberal-progressive, statist, freedom-loving person. And I think before we can even talk about guns and gun control, we need to get into that mindset. Independent or dependent. Teach a man how to fish or give him a fish. I know what side I stand on. And I know what side most of the freedom-loving people side on. But we need to get the message out there and to roll this argument right back. Because this issue, I don't think guns are that important to liberals. I just think they see it as a great opportunity for political posturing, division, and a way of getting more power through more regulations, through more legislation, through more elections. They'll just seek and get more and more power. If you don't believe me and think, John, you're I don't think you're quite right. It was actually admitted that people who share my opinion was right by the front runner of the DNC running in twenty sixteen. Hillary Clinton said three, four, five weeks ago, when she was speaking, I think it was to Black Lives Matter, said that yeah we need to change the way black people are seen in society I'm I'm paraphrasing now this wasn't exact quotes but she saw the way of dealing with the Black Lives Matter group and how to fix their problems was only through legislation and regulations they still think you can regulate and legislate against racism they think you can legislate and regulate against gun control I don't you want to overcome racism? You win hearts and minds. I do believe that's one of the reasons I love Martin Luther King. I do believe that's one of the reasons why many people love Martin Luther King. That is the core of this debate and so many other debates. Which side are we on? And why? Spoke about this last week. Why are we on that side? I'm on that side because I believe all men are created equal. I believe you are meant to be a free person. And that while I might voluntarily help you out from time to time... And I do believe in the common good of society... As in true voluntary helping out... With whatever your passion is. But we need to teach people how to fish. Not keep giving them. And I think when you break that down... Any argument, gun control, economics, government, any government principle. How many times do you hear this in the media today? I'm going to get to all the myths, so well, we need gun control and uh, we need mass killings and our mass killings are all around and gun control is up and all the violence is up. I'm going to talk about it to you all the myths. But before I talk to you about the myths and the lies and the spin out there. I thought it was so important that I broke down the debate for you. Because we need to change the way the debate is spun today. We do. I don't mean the media. I don't mean politicians. I don't mean people like Karl Rove who are sitting on whiteboards going, Ooh, I wonder what words are poll test today. I'm talking about you and me. How you talk to your fellow man. How you talk in your community. How you talk to your friends and your family. You will change America by the way you share and inspire change. And it isn't true making others feel bad or insulting others or, you know, let, let's regulate change. No, you'll change it true hearts and minds. And if we boil down the issues right to its core and explain our why, we're unbeatable. Because everyone wants freedom. That is the decision, to be independent or dependent, teach a man to fish, or give him a fish. i got to take a quick break, America. I'm going to break through all of these gun control myths that I've seen recently, and gun-free zones. I hope you'll stick with me. I'll be right back.
0: Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip.
1: He said a number of students don't feel
0: American and they feel targeted and singled out by America Day. Of all the crap that you could feel bad about going to school, you know, I see these flags everywhere I go. I just feel targeted, targeted. You know who's targeted? The kids at the community college in Oregon. That's targeted. That's real. The morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple, with Jonathan Dunn, on
1: demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with me, America. As always, I'm on Twitter, at Freedom Disciple, at Freedom Disciple. Um, Give me a follow, give me a comment, tell me where you think I'm wrong, where you think my message needs to be changed or altered, and let's have a a discussion, let's have a debate. I do want to apologize again, as you can hear, my throat is actually starting to go, so uh, I apologise if the if it isn't as enjoyable to listen to as always. My voice is uh, I'll get through this show. So I, I just wanted to break down the, in the first segment the core of this debate. It really is the core of many debates going forward. And I think if we can just stop... Actually, I'm not going to say we. I need to stop saying... I'm just focusing on myself because I'm changing. I don't know if you noticed... I'm making changes in the way I talk and and what I feel is important. And I've tried to explain that over the last sort of four, five, six weeks. It's a change that's happening over years. But I think we need to change the arguments. I think we need to, to change the way we talk to people because I don't think we're getting our message or I'm getting my message out there in the right way and that's one of the reasons I've stepped away from politics because I want to focus in on principles because I truly believe and I could be wrong and that's okay but if we start talking principles and breaking it down the way I just broke it down I don't think you can lose I don't think even of the most hardcore liberal and I'm not talking politicians but the people the hardcore liberal out there who goes, yeah, yeah I'm okay well, I want to be dependent I want to be dependent on someone else I want to rely on someone else. I don't know many people like that. I just don't. And again, I could be wrong. Maybe it's the people that I I just don't hang around with the right type of liberals. I don't know. So I want to deal with all the myths. And I love... I'm going to deal with the first one and go down by history. I love the way we talk about gun control. But murders are bad. Murders are up. Murders are... These things are horrible and I love the liberal line and I think Obama was the first one to come up with it or he made it famous, I don't know. But you know when he looks into the camera all sincere and all postured and he goes, If I can just save one child, it'll be all worthwhile. It's as if when they talk about guns that firstly there is no other murder going on. But secondly as if murder was created When guns were created. Now if you go do a Google search and do it yourself, go Google when was the first gun created or when was the first gun invented or just the history of it? You'll find it was the thirteenth century. Now, even for people and I'm not going to get all religious right now, but you know, history of religion. What was the first murder? Go back to your Bible. Cain and Abel and how was that murder committed a rock a rock murder isn't a gun issue it's a heart issue it's a head issue it's a principle issue by the way liberals in their own twisted way actually admit this it's funny, if you give liberals long enough, or progressives, whatever lib- word you want to use, I'm trying to use American language. I apologize, there's so many terms out there. They actually, if you give liberals enough rope, they will eventually turn on themselves. and they'll, Because they have to turn themselves into pretzels to divide you. And eventually, the contradictions are so clear for all to see. But we just don't highlight them well enough. And there was one example of this recently. And I'll prove it to you. Do you remember Cecil the Lion? Who talked about gun control? Who gave a press conference on gun control about Cecil the Lion? Did you hear any of that? Did you hear about the gun shawl loopholes? Did you hear about, well, we just need more regulations? I didn't hear that. I heard, there's a dentist. He's bad. He killed a lion. Get him. That's what I heard. Get him. Not get the gun. Not end safaris. Get him. We don't like him. And what was the end result? Do you remember all the death threats he got and he was worried about his practice? All the follow-up stories? Yet, here we have this horrific situation in Oregon. It's not about the shooter. Not about his family. It's about the gun. You give liberals enough time, they will turn themselves into pretzels. And I mean, when I say liberals, I don't mean the liberal people. I mean politicians, spin doctors, media. Because all they want to do is sow division and hate. So the first murder was Cain and Abel. Everyone knows that story, religious or not. Holy, faithful or not. But I look at mass killings in America. You know, we can't have all these mass shootings and mass murders. Well, like, you know, if you did a bit of a search, then you would expect that, well, gun control is so important to America that the biggest mass killings in America were done by guns, right? No. Wrong. Biggest mass killings in America in recent American history? nine eleven. Horrific day. Not one gun used. In fact, if you wanted to ban quote unquote a weapon from nine eleven, you'd probably ban a Stanley knife. Good luck trying to ban that. What's the number two? It has to be a gun, right? Nope. Oklahoma bombings I'll say that again with the emphasis the Oklahoma bombings. It shows you it's not a gun problem, it's a health problem, it's a heart problem, it's a societal problem. We need to fix what we precious. And what we adore in life. What we aspire. Do we stand for life? Or do we stand for... Yeah, let's just blame random things that have no heartbeat or no emotions or no nothing. Yeah, it's all the gun's fault. I've yet to see a gun just jump up and shoot someone without someone helping it. And someone in control. Another thought, and I want to spend a few minutes on this. If you ever wanted a case study of why you should not let guns go as an individual, it all boils down to being independent or dependent on others. And there was a recent example, and it was on the world stage. And it was the story of Ukraine. I don't want to get off topic here, but I think that principle of Ukraine is so important for people who precious and who want guns to defend themselves, to bear arms, to defend the Second Amendment. There is no better case study example than Ukraine. And let me give you the, the quick bullet points of Ukraine. I'm not going to bore you with foreign policy, but it's a still going on issue. So back in the 90s, you have Ukraine. And there's a standoff between Ukraine and Russia. And there's all these types of problems. I'm not going to get into it here. Maybe another day. And there's agreement signed up. Between America. Under Clinton. Major in the UK. Russia and Ukraine. And basically that agreement is. Look Ukraine. There's major issues here. Give up your weapons. And we'll sign this pact, all four of us. And what we'll do for you is, if you give up your weapons, we'll guarantee you certain things. And one of those things is, that if your borders are impeached, or you're invaded, that the four countries, like three countries, Britain, America and Russia, will defend you. They'll come to your help. They'll be there for you. But you have to give up your weapons. Well, I started the show of the principle. Hey, Ukraine. If you'll just be dependent on America. On England. On Russia. And give up your independence. For the better good. We'll help you. We'll ensure your safety. It was in the 1990s. Fast forward 15-20 years, 2014, it's invaded. You all saw the news, Crimea. And guess what? That agreement, that treaty, that legal written document that is available for all to see. Signed by Presidents, Prime Ministers... Russian premiers. Huh. Guess what? It wasn't expedient. It wasn't politically popular. It wasn't in the best interests of, you know, worlds, governments, or we had better things to worry about, to stand up for you. I know we said, look, give up your weapons and we'll defend you. But it's just not popular right now. Just You're on your hmm. own. On a side note, when was the last time you heard about Ukraine? (coughs) Sorry. When was the last time you heard about Ukraine? Do you think that issue's dead? Or do you just think it's not been reported? I'm here to tell you it's very much alive. That is a perfect example. Recent example. Of what we need to get out there. Politics today, it's so built on sand. It's so built on nothing. It's a glorified popularity contest. And your rights are no better, are more secure than I could tell you the weather tomorrow. It's all what's popular it's all, well we just have to wait and see tomorrow it could be sunny it could rain, it could be hot it could be cold it could be a pause you just never know you have to wait and see that agreement with Ukraine it's always, I'm not sure if that'll happen it's kind of wait and see let's hope that if we ever do get invaded it's at good times and people help us is that a right or way you want to see your friends and family? Give up your guns. The police will be there for you. The government will be there for you. They'll protect you. And if you give up those rights that you just have to wait and see. And hope someone helps you. That's the choice we have. That's the choice you have. i got to take another quick break, America. I'm going to rest my voice for a few minutes and I'll be right back because there's a few other things I want to say about gun control because I want to talk to you and prove yet again why it's a heart issue and I'll give you a hint one of the things I want to talk about there's a city in Ireland that has a horrific name and it goes to show why this is a heart issue not a gun issue I'll be right back in America I hope you'll stick with me
0: you're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. What is he talking about? Pushed away out of population centers? The counteroffensive in Ramadi in Iraq completely sold. What is he talking about? And by the way... What has stopped the Islamic State is not us or our coalition. It is the Kurds, the Shia Iraqi government and Shia militias, the Assad regime, and Turkey. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Versus freebies This is Freedom's Disciple With Jonathan Dunn On the Blaze Radio Network
1: Thanks for sticking with me America So to continue on um, The gun control And I hope this has made you think I really think the Ukraine example Is very important Just in regards the principles But it boils down to so many other Historic events that are happening Right now, you know, the one thing I'm monitoring as closely as I can because it's very important to me is I'm watching the treatment of my Christian brothers and sisters in the Middle East. I'm looking at the Kurds. Can you imagine if they had guns? What a difference maker that would be! There's a reason when you look at history, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Stalin, whether it's Mao, whether it's Pot, all the millions of people they killed. There's a reason they had gun control before they did it, before they created and had these horrific events of mass, mass murder. When you take guns away from people, you can't defend themselves. Which do you want to be, independent or dependent? But I think we should challenge our liberal and progressive friends... ...who want gun control. Who go, we just need more regulations, we need more rules, we need more, more, more. I think we should issue them a challenge... And be open to prove wrong. To be proved wrong. And the challenge is this. It's very simple. Write me up. A law. A legislation. Whatever you want to call it. Executive fiat. Executive orders. Whatever way you want to word it. I'll only add one provision. None of this... Legal crap that you have today where a bill is 2,000 pages long. It can be no longer than your constitution. Look at all that's in the constitution. If you can't fit a bill that's in the word size of the constitution, you've got problems. But the challenge is this. Draw me up a bill, legislation, regulation, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want, treaty. That proves you get rid of gun violence. I can stand up to the scrutiny. That say yeah if, I, if we did that. Oregon wouldn't have happened. Sandy Hook wouldn't have happened. Because here's the thing. Look at history. And look at today. Look at the laws in the prison system. Prison is one of the most. Locked down places. You will ever ever go. You get searched when you go in, if you're a prisoner, you get searched in the in the nude, probably, depending on your wing you're in. Everything that goes in and out of the prison is monitored and searched. Your cell can be searched at any moment. You have no privacy, no little corners you can hide in. They know where you are, what you're doing, who you're talking to. Every moment of every day. Every law you want in prison is there. Do you think crime still happens? Oh, but they're bad guys. Okay, fair enough. Look at a lot war on drugs. If you can't control a substance that people use just for kicks and to I don't know I've never done drugs so I don't know but for kicks and giggles and for fun times and because it's cool how can you struggle control guns America proved this in its history not with drugs but with drink and alcohol I love people who talk about gun control and we just need these laws and Yet don't read about Prohibition and what a success that was. If you can't stop something from having a beer. Something innocent. How can you think you can stop a criminal determined to do an act? I love this way of liberal thinking. Where you have this guy. Let's just say me. I'm a criminal. And I really, I get out of bed in the morning... And it's 8am and I stretch and I go, Oh, I want to go kill someone today. But those damn liberals, they've taken all the guns and the gun control and I just can't do it. What person thinks like that? What person thinks like that, that that's ever happening? They will kill people. They will hurt people. They will attack people. Because they're bad people. And it's what they do. You want proof of this? Look at Chicago. Look at Chicago. And look at the media attention it gets. You want another proof? Look at Ireland. I said to you at the end of last break. There's a there's a country. not Sorry not a country. A, a city in Ireland that has. A horrific nickname but it proves that. It's not a gun issue, it's a heart issue. Ireland has some of the strictest gun laws you will ever find. And things got so bad in a city several years ago, it got a great nickname. It was known around the world. What do you think that nickname was? Stab City. Why do you think people would call a city Stab City? It doesn't take much imagination to figure that one out. It's not a gun issue. It's a heart issue. But I want to get down into practical terms. And I want to give you two examples. Look at the recent terrorist attacks... ...around the world. And I would ask you to compare in your own mind... ...and contrast this weekend... two terrorist attacks... And compare their differences. And their different impacts. Charlie Hebdo. And Pamela Geller. Just think about them for a few moments. Look at the terror caused in Paris. With Charlie Hebdo. Where guns are nowhere. The police don't even have guns. And Pamela Geller. No one hurt. Thank God. The only two casualties of the day. Were the two terrorists. There's a reason. Those chain of events. Happened the way they did. Lastly I'll give you a practical example. Guns. Quite simply put are the greatest equalizer known to man let me say that again for people who didn't catch it the first time in case they didn't like it guns are the greatest equalizer known to man if you have guns you pretty much are guaranteed a fair fight and let me give you an example and it's a real life example and I'll use myself as the bait. Because I don't want to insult anyone else. I'm a big guy. I always have been. I'm 6'1". Probably about two seventy, 270, two seventy-five. I know how to handle myself. I'm strong. I live in a very elderly neighbourhood. It's getting younger, sadly. Some of the older people are dying. But it's been, over the last couple of years, it's had many break-ins, thefts, robberies. Sometimes the people have been in the house, sometimes they haven't been. If someone like me decided tomorrow, I'm going to break into that house, now down the road or around the corner, I know there's a a 90-year-old couple there. 90-year-old man and an 89-year-old woman. And I say, yeah, I'm going to break in. But you know what? I don't care about anything. I'm going to break in while they're there. Just for fun. You know, seeking to get some drug money or whatever money for whatever reason people do these things. In Ireland, they're at my mercy. There's not much they can do. If I break in, I've got the element of surprise. I have the territory. I have the youth advantage. I have the strength advantage. There's not a thing they can do. You live in a country like America. Where you have gun control. Or no gun control. And the second amendment. Where you're free to carry. It's the fairest fight in the world. Because you see. I can be as big as I want I can be as strong as I want I can even have the element of surprise A bullet travelling a thousand miles an hour from my body, from my head doesn't care about my strength my size my element of surprise doesn't care about anything A gun is the greatest equaliser Known to man. You can take two big people, two big guys, strong American football types, let them go. You can toss a coin who's going to win. But people and bullies generally don't go against someone they know they might lose or they might win against. They'll always pick on the person they know they haven't got a chance. They'll always bully and intimidate someone who won't fight back, who's weak or who's older or who's just too shy to speak out. They're the type of people we need to empower. But our message always is about empowerment. I'll leave before I go to this commercial break with one example I always find. So sad. It would be funny if it wasn't so sad and so sick. Do you remember the answer? You know, I love the the you know, the, the Republicans, the Conservatives, the Tea Baggers. You, you know, you all hate women. Uh huh. Look at the issue of rape. What's the Left's quote unquote position on women and rape? Yeah, use a rape whistle. You know, if you're getting raped, just blow into this little whistle. I'll be sorted. Or this latest one. And I got trending on Twitter. You know, soil yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds like somebody and a policy made up by someone who really loves women. You know what my answer is? Someone tries to rape you. I hope you have a gun. And you shoot them. let me say that again I hope if someone rapes you or tries to rape you you have a gun and you shoot them but again again I only hate women so what do I know what would I be able to stand for I hate women you know I only have a mother and you know I was only born from a woman but I hate women that's just the way it goes I gotta take one last quick break America but there's something I really want to address, something I'm very passionate about, about the gun, gun control. And it's a change I hope America makes. Um, because there's one issue, part of gun control, that really, to be quite honest, pisses me off. And if you know what I stand for, I'll give you a hint. It's to do with the vets. And I hope that somehow we can get momentum and change this horrific policy i got to take a quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me.
0: This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. What must each candidate either do and or avoid having happen in order for the news coverage to say that they did well? Because the best you can do is is news coverage immediately following and social media and other media drawing a consensus about who did well, who did poorly. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Thanks so much for sticking with me, America. I hope you even, really hope you have enjoyed today's show. I've tried to break things down to its core, explain the roots of this issue, and then give you examples, hopefully for you to think about and make your own. I always say in this show, and I will always keep saying it, My aim on this show is not to have you think like me. It is to make you find and give you resources to find out where you stand on the issues. I don't want you thinking like me. I want you to think like yourself. I'm not right on every issue. I'll give you where I stand and the history and the why. Then you can either agree with it, disagree with it. But please always do your own research. And I'd say that to anyone else. No matter who else you listen to, always do your own research. Empower yourself. I want to finish up today's show by talking about guns and a couple of issues. One, one thing that really, as I said before, it really pisses me off: I'm a huge supporter of your vets. I love them. I've yet to meet a veteran I don't respect they're incredible people we live in a time where a hero is someone with a number on a jersey or the latest movie from Hollywood actor or actress real heroes are the people who put it on the line day in and day out and that's one of the reasons why this show will always salute them at the end of it it's my little way of saying thank you I don't care how popular it is or how unpopular it is it's what I'll do. It's my little making a stand. I know, in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing, but it's something I wish I could do more. But your men and women have been treated horrifically in many different ways. And I look at them today and I love the. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't like using inflammatory language, but I'm just going to call this issue what it is. The stupidity of liberal, progressive, statist thinking. That says, huh, here's an 18, 19, 20, year old, male or female. And I'll send them over to Iraq. I'll send them over to Afghanistan. I'll arm them with AK-47s, rifles, handguns, grenades, everything. I'll train them up in SEAL themes. I'll send them out to kill people. I'll train them up to fly a drone to bomb someone. I'll train them up to be a pilot. To release Lasers guided. Missiles. To destroy. Parts of land. Buildings. No problem. Yet you get those same. Fine men women. You get them back on base. On US soil. And all that trust you've given them. They're not able to hold. A handgun on sight. What type of stupidity is that? What type of incredibly insulting thinking is that? Now bear in mind, these folks who serve are at high risk. You see, anywhere you go, the treatment of the military is never good in the media they're insulted they're called warmongers they get their monuments shut down you've stomping people stomping on flags these people are at risk America's at war you've terrorists now who would just love to go into a a building barracks and just blow it up and kill people you know kind of like Fort Hood But we can't say that was terrorism because we all know that was workplace violence, right? These people put their lives on the line. And they're not even able to be trusted to have a gun on sight. Now I know there's an argument, well who did it? Was it Bush? Was it Clinton? Was it both? Was it one? Was it two? I don't really care. What I do care about is getting that law off the books. What I do care about is empowering everyone but especially the men and women who are heroes who serve your great nation I'm making a plea if you know anyway get this, get your message out there change this law things are going to get bad and your soldiers are in harm's way they have fought for your rights they've fought for America I think it's time we do something to fight for them And to ensure they are empowered to protect themselves. My second point as I close today's show. Is an area I disagree very strongly with. My conservative brothers and sisters with. And it's the idea of gun free zones. Or businesses that don't allow Guns. That we need to stop them. Or we need to get rid of them. Or we don't. They're not welcome. I even saw a story where. I think it was IHOP. In a, I can't remember. I apologize. In, in America. Where it refused service. Of a serviceman. or uh, Who was had a cider. And I had lots of people sending me the article. Oh isn't this disgraceful. And I'll be honest. I didn't mind it because I support freedom I support freedom I support the freedom of the individual I support the freedom of conscience and I support the freedom that says hey I'm going to do what I feel is best not what doesn't offend you or what you want me to do I'm not in a position, I'm a deeply flawed man, I'm a sinner. I'm not in a position to tell anyone who else how to live. Liberal, progressive, statist, republican, conservative. Same way you're not in a position to tell me how to live. My thinking really does boil down to that simple, simple point. But gun-free zones... Do I think they should be outlawed? No. I don't. If I as a business... If I as a man tomorrow said... I'm going to set up... A cafe. And I want it to be a gun-free zone. Do I have that right? Yeah, you do. Do I have a right as a customer to go... I want to carry... No matter where I go... You won't let me, so I'm not giving you business. Yeah, I think you have that right as well. I believe in the free market. If IHOP says, you know what, I don't want people carrying guns in my establishment. Military or not. Not disrespecting the military, but I just don't want people carrying guns. Regardless of who you are. Do I have the right to refuse service? Yeah, you do. I would just say... In the free market, people might just judge you on that and say, I'm not shopping there anymore. I have no problem with gun-free establishments. In fact, there are certain gun-free establishments I could see myself frequenting. It's not because they don't believe in the Second Amendment. I personally have no problem going, you know what, we're set up as an establishment. We don't want anybody with guns in our establishment. But here's the thing. Our staff all carry, and our staff are trained to kill, and we will protect you. i got to say, I'd have no problem meeting in that place, or drinking in that place, if I knew they were good for it, and they were up for the word. I'm not saying I would, but I could see myself as a possibility. I don't see the problem with that. I think the reason I bring this disagreement up, because somebody said to me to mention it, and about the the vet I think when we argue we need to make sure we argue on principles and that we are entirely consistent I believe in freedom and I believe in the free market I'm not out to put my views on anyone else I don't want their views put on me I just think we need to stand for freedom and if gun-free zones all of a sudden become popular... Then that's the free market. We just need to find somewhere else to... To partake and give our business. Because if you believe the left... And the capitalist and the business owner and the bourgeoisie... Are really as bad and as unprincipled... As they say they are. Finding money won't Finding a place to shop or... To buy a certain product who respects the Second Amendment won't be that hard in fact it will be very easy because you know those evil capitalists all they want is your money they don't have any principles so I believe all these things sort themselves out we don't need to name and shame name them that's their right I'm just not going to give you any business I want to finish up today's show by talking about a principle I'll only talk about it for a minute because I think it's very important to talk about principles and about where people get inspiration from and to share stories. And I want to share more stories with you going forward. But I want to share you a story that makes me think all the time. And it's a simple story and it makes me think because it makes me question how bad I want something and the story is from the Bible I know some people might say oh no I'm, I'm done with the Bible I'm going to switch off now I'd ask you just to bear with me for 60 seconds because it's an important point point. and for those who read scripture I would say it's Matthew chapter 20 verses 29 it's about Jesus healing the blind men and Jesus is travelling around and the story is very simple, he's travelling and there are these two blind men sitting by the roadside and they hear Jesus passing by. And they shout at him, you know, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. Help me, please, help me. But because they're sitting on the side of the street there, you know they're you know, you think of on a in a busy city, Manhattan, you know, Texas, Dallas. You know, a busy street. There's loads of people, and you have two people on the sidewalk shouting. You know, help me. So the crowd shout back at them, and they're very stern and they're very aggressive. And they go, "Be quiet, be quiet, shut up. He doesn't want to hear from you. Be go away." And they're very so aggressive to them, but they shout even more loudly back. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy and Jesus goes to them and there's a rest of the story which you can read but I want to focus in on just that one principle how many times today do we get told to sit down shut up you're not important you can't make a difference and we listen and we do sit down and we do shut up and we get disheartened and we just want to give up Things are bad. The story tells us the principle. Don't let anyone else shut you up. You keep speaking out. You keep asking for help. You keep trying to be better. And you might fail the first time. And you mightn't get through the first time. The second time. The third time. The fourth time. The fifth time. It might be even the hundredth time. The principle of that story is there. Don't let anyone stop you. Don't let anyone tell you to sit down or shut up or get in line. Be the difference. And if you know you're right and truth is your guide and freedom is your guide, keep speaking out. Because you know you're right. You know that you have the principles that matter. You know you can make a difference. I think that is an important story to me. And it's something I think about. And I hope you may think about it this weekend. And ask yourself. How many times when I was told to sit down and shut up the first time. I actually did. And I didn't really try and push it harder. Or I didn't try and push the envelope. Or how hard did I really try to make a change. Life is hard. It's not easy. But you can make a difference. I hope you enjoy this show I hope I gave you food for thought as I say I'm on Twitter all the time at Freedom Disciple send me a message send me a tweet where you think I'm wrong or where you disagree again I apologize for my voice Um, I'm hoping to be better next week and I'll be back to 100% and we'll make a better show Um, I want to salute as always your police your firefighters your emergency personnel and your vets you guys are real heroes and I really appreciate it I salute you And I most importantly salute you, the American people. You are what will what make America great again. Not a politician. You, the American people. God bless you and God bless America.
0: Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network.